0: Swivel.
1: Hey guys, I'm Jaden. I'm a mum, hairdresser, business owner, wife, and now a podcast host too. Yep, doing it all. I couldn't do all of this without my village, so each week I bring in people from my village to share stories and information to help support all the mums out there who are just trying to survive the day. As always, I'm joined by my on-air producer, Lauren, who beams in from rural South Australia.
0: Hi, everyone. Hey, (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Jaden. I'm Lauren. I'm a journo, and I help Jaden with her research for the topics that she talks about in every episode. I'm also a mum to a two-year-old with one on the way. And yeah, while Jaden lives in Sydney, I live on a farm in rural South Australia. (laughs) So we have very different lives, but we have so much in common as mums.
1: Anyone can be part of the Mummy Village, it just goes to show, so it doesn't get any more real than this. We share the good times, the shitty times, the meltdowns and the breakdowns and everything in between when it comes to motherhood. So join us for another episode this week on Mummy Village. So today we are going to be talking about having it all. When it comes to motherhood and the social pressures that women face when it comes to having a career and being a mum. We've also got an exciting guest appearance from influencer Kira Rumble to talk about her journey to motherhood and her career ambitions. But first, let's talk about our high and lows for the week. Yes, Lauren, do you want to kick me off because I've had a real high (laughs) and a
0: real low? (laughs) I'd be happy to, Jaden. So (laughs) did you want to- I'm real itching to talk about it. All right. What? I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me, Jaden, what is your parenting high and low for the week? Okay, so I'm going to start with my low
1: while Mm -hmm. I think of a high because I'm in that state right now. (laughs) So this morning I woke up. I normally, just to get a few extra minutes, half hour, sometimes hour, don't judge, sleep, I will put the TV on for the kids while I just quickly catch up on some snooze time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite evident that's now no longer working because my youngest, Maria, is now getting a lot bigger and she can get down from our bed. And I've just taken all the baby gates off the house. So she goes downstairs. And I said to Georgia, look, you can go downstairs and play with some blocks and Mummy's going to get dressed and get ready for the day. And I'll bring the clothes down and we can get dressed and have breakfast and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Within five minutes, I can hear this. Oh. Okay. And I'm, what the fuck are they doing down there? So I go downstairs and I see my youngest sitting on the lounge with a whole packet of those 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 sugar sour strips. Oh, no. Do, do they even have them there? Yeah. In Adelaide? Yeah. In the yeah okay. All right. Oh, got to check. <laughs> okay. So she's sitting with a packet of them. Mind you, I don't eat that shit. My mum, grandmother of the year, brought that over yesterday. Oh, no. Okay, and I was like, mum, what are you doing? These are full of shit. She's like, oh, the kids love them. Let them go. Let yeah, because they're
0: coated in sugar, okay. literally.
1: Yeah, it's okay. You can piss off and le- let us deal with the aftermath of it. But, yeah, you're the cool grandmother. Thank you so much. I was <laughs> ropeable. then this morning, Rhea's got all this sugar all over her mouth. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So I thought, keep your cool keep it together. Then there was another bag of lollies because that wasn't enough for my grandmother for my mother to buy. Mm -hmm. I said, Georgia, where what are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I only had one lolly mummy. I look at the bag and they're all gone. Yeah. (laughs) There's one left. And I thought, okay, okay, Jaden, you've got your own shit. Around food. I have my own stuff around food, about body image. I'm really trying hard to not project. Yeah. Right? And I'm trying hard not to project it onto my kids. But this morning, I was nuts. I was like, okay, give me the lollies. I'm throwing them in the bin. Meltdown started. And I'm like, oh my God, are they getting addicted to sugar? (gasps) Addiction, it starts young. Oh my God. All (laughs) this crazy stuff was going through my head. And then I was like, okay, get your shit together, Jaden. How can you handle this? I said, Georgia, go upstairs now, brush your teeth. You're going to get holes in your teeth. (laughs) It was just, and I'm going to be in Europe in less than four days. And I'm probably going to be having a cocktail at 10 o'clock in the morning.
0: (laughs) You're going to get on the plane to leave and you'll be like, excuse me, can I please have a drink? (laughs) hundred percent.
1: A hundred percent. Meanwhile, my mother-in-law's downstairs. She comes up, she's like, do you need some help? And I was like, yeah, look, I'm getting there. I'm about to lose my shit. I'm two seconds away from
0: blowing this house up.
1: <laughs> Mother of the year. Mother of the year. I
0: mean, I and think so. <laughs> you dealt with that pretty well, all things considering. You, what, you still got both and your then, kids yes. to daycare, didn't, didn't you? Yeah. They're, they're yeah, there look, now. They're fine. Yeah, they are. Bless their hearts.
1: And then I had to apologize. I had to do the repair, which was get down on their level. So right. I'm really yes. sorry for the way that I spoke to you. So that would be my high, if yeah. I'm being honest. my You're high was
0: for doing that. Yeah.
1: yeah, I had to contain myself, put the shit aside and say, girls, come to mummy. They both came and I was like, I just want to say I'm really sorry for the way that I reacted today. I'm really sorry for losing my patience and mm-hmm. for screaming. That's not the way that I want us to communicate with one another. I'm human. I'm doing my best the same way you girls are doing your best. And I love you both very, very much. And they both said love you too, mummy. It's okay. Beautiful. And I gave them a hug. I sent them off. I got in the car and I literally went, that. <laughs> I am not having a third child. To any of you mums out there that are doing it more than two, I take my hat off to you. I don't know how you do it, but kudos to you. It's not my story. <laughs> I'm not doing Maria makes up for ten. The universe went, you want another child? Yeah. Have it all.
0: There you go. Let me remind now you. Now do you want another child?
1: And I'm like, no. <laughs> so that's my high and low for the week,
0: uh, Oh, well. And it's just started. Yeah. Yeah, I know. This is Monday. We're recording this. <laughs> so. <I know. laughs>
1: so tell this me, what's your high day. and what's
0: your low? <laughs> well, for me, my high would be that... I have finally decided to renovate the nursery. <laughs> like two months that's out so from exciting. giving birth or whatever it is. Yeah though. Yeah, so that's been fun. Just picking paint colours and doing all that fun stuff. I'm renovating our interior design. So I enjoy that aspect of things and
1: Yeah, me too. I love it.
0: Yeah, so that's probably been my high is sort of looking forward to that and getting excited for that. And then my low, on the other hand. <laughs> is, and I, <laughs> and I think I've mentioned this already to you, or you might have seen me write it down, but Finan's learnt to say, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. That is gold. Just dealing with that at the moment. I'm in that in-between phase of, of oh my goodness, this is hilarious. And oh my goodness, my parents are going to hear him say this at one point. And mum, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I think he picked that one up from me because Mitchell doesn't really say those two words. So, Do you say that all the time? Look, I really didn't think I did. And then obviously he's picked it up. The thing is, he was really good at saying, oh dear, oh dear, he oh says dear. when he dropped something. <laughs> oh dear. And it's just this really cute little prim and pro- proper thing, which I think he got from it's my really mum. Cute. And then yeah. from me, he picks up, oh shit. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. Fantastic. <laughs> it though god you just what do I you like what it. do you do how do you unteach a you child do that?
1: that they're sponges i tell mm-hmm. you georgia went through a stage where when she's with my mom my mom thinks it's really really funny because my mom's got <laughs> f-bombs got everywhere and georgia came back one day from my mom's and she was like, fuck <laughs> and i said what did you just say and she's like fuck 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 oh, i said no. fuck mummy. and i said Oh wow. I said, who taught you that? And my husband's looking at me in the background and he's like, you've got to be kidding. And (laughs) I look at my mum and my mum's, I don't know, I I, I don't
0: don't know know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With the biggest smile on her face. She's so (laughs) proud. Yeah. And I'm, like, mom. I'm. Oh my god, that's really not okay, and I'm not okay with that. So that made myself very mindful because my husband doesn't swear a lot, and he's. Like, no, you really need to be careful with what you say around her because she's a sponge.
0: Anyway, right. you got to laugh, but you do. <sighs> do you think we should get into the topic for today? Definitely, because
1: right. having it all. What does it even mean? Why are we even talking about having it all? I think it's such a big thing and I've been seeing it a lot on social media as well Mm -hmm. and it is because of this social pressure we as mums feel to do it all but then being judged for when we actually try to do it all, working and parenting at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's a really big one for mums and there's a lot of judgement around that which I don't understand it.
0: It's this big question we always have in the back of our minds of do we be a stay-at-home mum do we go back to work? When do we go back to work? Do we have to go back to work? We might not have a choice in the matter. That's right.
1: When I see a mum working Mm. and dropping their kid at daycare, I think two things. One, lucky you, you're amazing. You get that time off. Mm. And two, kudos to you because you're working plus running a household. My mum did that. She was a single parent. She ran a business whilst looking after me. I mean, she had A lot of help around her, but she got really judged around that. So I think that's why I'm a lot more open to that. And I get very confused by women going, Oh, how many days a week do you have so and so in daycare? And it's, Oh, I've got her there five days a week. And then there's this judgment on their face. Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it's, You don't know my story. (laughs) 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 If it was me, I would have been, Oh, no, it's fantastic. I love it. Much prefer to be at work. (laughs) Yeah. But some parents f- have that real guilt. Yeah. You know, of having their kid at daycare 5 days a week because they have no other option. Yeah. And they would much prefer to be with their children, but they can't.
0: Yeah. And so the flip side to that of course is women also have career ambitions and so they want to go yeah. back to work and they want to go back to work. 100%. It's a bit of a lose-lose situation for mothers. We can be the stay-at-home mum, but then we get judged for Not contributing to society or just being the boring mum at home or not bringing in any income for the family. But then.
1: Or not having any ambitions. Yeah. And not having. That's not necessarily true.
0: We get judged. That's right. Just based on this title, I suppose. Whereas then if you do go back to work, then you're judged because you're not at home.
1: I actually have a client of mine who. Her and her husband had really good jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. And when they decided to have their baby, she actually said to him, why don't you stay home and I will go back to work. Yeah. And you can have that time with her and really build that relationship and I'll go back to work and then the second kid I'll do. We'll swap. Like I'll do, it. yeah, we'll do the swap. Yeah. And there was so much judgment around that. I mean him and his daughter are so close today for it. But she had so much judgment in the workplace. He was labeled lazy. Why would he want to give up work? There was just so much around that that I was, oh, my God, are you kidding me? And she's like, yeah, he would do it all over again, Mm. all over again, and I would do it all over again. I couldn't think of anything, not worse, I shouldn't say that, but (laughs) being with my child from morning until bedtime and then only having a few hours to myself Monday to Sunday. No way. It's not for me.
0: Yeah. It's so important to talk about because having it all looks very different for different mums.
1: Many people. So, well, when we say having it all, we're talking about balancing, getting fulfillment from other activities in our lives, be it work, hobbies, volunteering, sport and motherhood too, right? Mm -hmm. But too many mums can seem unattainable to have this, but are we looking at it the wrong way? Have we been judging other women too much if they have career ambitions? Mm. Are we setting an expectation too high for what having it all means? I mean, what the fuck is
0: having it all? Mm. Perhaps we should talk about our own experiences with what, yeah, for us, having it all means. So I know we've touched on this before, but when you gave up work mm. when you were pregnant?
1: Yeah, it was really hard. Growing up, people used to say to me, what do you want to be when you're older? And I'd like, I just want to be a mum. Yeah. I, that's all. That was my ambition mm-hmm. to be a mum, a really good mum, a stay at home mum, to really be there for my kids. So I was really reluctant to give up work when I was pregnant with Georgia. And I had no choice. My obstetrician said to me, you either stop work and have this baby healthy, or you keep working mm-hmm. and you're looking at complications. It's had, isn't
0: it, that when you finally were pregnant, you'd mm-hmm. always had this ambition of being a mum. But when you finally yeah. were pregnant, you, you you had your own business, and so for you giving that up, was it harder than what you thought it would be?
1: Yeah, it was because everything had just gone south with my pregnancy. I felt I had no control yeah. over anything, and the only thing I had control over was my business. Mm. And then to have my obstetrician say, "You need to close, or you need to have the baby," choose. Like yeah. Yeah, I just thought, why can't I just fucking do it all? What's wrong with me? Mm. There are many people pregnant and killing it with the work. Why Why do I need to give it up? Why is everything happening to me? Mm. So, yeah, it was who I was at the time.
0: Yeah. And so then how did you then adapt to being home all the time? With a Yeah, newborn? so I
1: didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: didn't adapt at all. No, I'm joking. Yeah, it was really tough. I thought that it was going to be... Bells and whistles and rainbows and butterflies, and it really was not that at all. Yeah. It was the complete opposite. There was colic, reflux, witching hour, mm-hmm. um, vomits. <laughs> there was crying nonstop. There was just shit everywhere. <laughs> so it wasn't rainbows and unicorns, it was more dragons and fire. And I was, this is hell. This is not a good time. I said to my husband, look, I just want to, I need to be doing something. So I actually said to Stelios, I want to reopen my salon. And he was, what? Okay. He goes, are you sure? And I said, yep, I want to do it. The girls are at daycare. I can do this. Okay. And so I,
0: you'd had Maria, your second, that you went. Yes, yeah, so
1: this is after my second. Sorry, okay. yeah, you're right. This so is you after were, my second. So you were
0: a stay at home mum for a couple of years, but you also had for your, about three years. Yeah. So you yeah. also, but you also had your smaller businesses. On yeah. That sort of thing in between all that. That's right. Yeah. But I've
1: just recently, five months ago now, reopened my salon, mm-hmm. and can I tell you, it is the best fucking thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm talking to people. That's great. I'm creating relationships, I'm making people feel good. I'm not talking about myself. I'm hearing other people's stories. Yeah. It's just been incredible. And what, Lauren? I have somewhere to be. I have to wake up in the morning, put my face on, get dressed up, drop my kids off, go to work, not have to think about anything while I'm there. Mm. Oh, I feel so good. I just I couldn't think of being a stay at home mum. Again, I just couldn't for me. Yeah. And, and I've got ambitions too. I really want Stelios and I to buy, build and flip. I'm craving to do a house flip. As mm-hmm. I love creating spaces. I love interior design. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, I'm super excited about that. And I want to build my business. So yeah. I don't want it just to be a one-man show. I want it to be a, a fully functioning salon. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm not just a mum. Yeah, that's
0: right. Obviously, there was the decision, you want to go back to the salon because you needed to mm-hmm. do something for you. But were there other mm-hmm. reasons, other factors that came into it? Going back um, to-
1: not so much red flags. I need to do it. But with COVID, Stelios and I actually had financial pressure mm-hmm. and it was really really tough for us yeah. for quite a few months living week by week and daycares almost 1400 1500 a month mm. things were piling up obviously my little side business was quiet because it was covid so there yeah. wasn't that extra cash flow coming in mm-hmm. Stelios hadn't had his promotion and I just thought, I just don't want to live this. When I told him I was going back to the salon, his whole face lit up. He was like, what? Because I was making really good money when I had the salon. Yeah. And he's like, okay, if you want to. But I could just see the energy on his shoulders. Like a relief. Go down. Yeah. Yeah. It was a relief for him. Mm. And he started crying. Aww. And I was like, why are you crying? He's like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I said, why are you thanking me? <laughs> and, I, yeah, I'm going to cry. He was just, he's just such a beautiful person. He...
0: He just didn't want to burden you with the no. with the stress he was feeling, I guess. Right. Ah, and
1: I thought that's really unfair. It was a real definite moment for me to go, okay, it's
0: time. This is a good decision that I'm making.
1: This is a great decision yeah. and and we have not looked back. So six, seven months ago, I wouldn't think that we we're in the position we're in today. I'm feeling very, very fortunate. I mean, we're going to Europe on Thursday. Yeah, our lives have completely changed. But. I've contributed, and just mm. that in itself, Lauren has made me feel good because I'm contributing to my family. Yeah, and it feels good to be able to do that as a woman. Mm. And yeah, and I've got friends that don't want to do that, and that's okay too. So, what about you, though? You were working as a journalist. Our story is very different.
0: So, I was working full time as a journalist when I got pregnant with Finnan, and. I, unlike you, I didn't work for myself. I worked for a company. So I qualified for maternity leave that way and Mm. took 12 months off once I had Finan. Yeah, I guess a little bit different talking of financials and stuff. I I had the paid maternity leave. Mm. So I felt quite comfortable doing that and being a stay-at-home mum for a year and I think also our experiences with a newborn for the first time were very different. You were struggling with your postnatal depression. I was lucky enough to not experience that so I had a really Mm. fulfilling experience with Finnan, and I loved being a stay-at-home mum. I just found eventually <laughs> the mum brain was getting to me. Yeah. I needed that adult conversation. I needed something to focus a little bit of my energy on. And I yeah. wasn't really sure how I was going to go back to work because living rurally, I didn't actually have access to childcare just because the waiting lists are so long and I hadn't been offered a spot yet. And so... Is there childcare close to you? There is, but you just have to go on a waiting list and hope for the best, really. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) To get offered something. My maternity, my paid leave was coming to an end. I didn't want to have to solely rely on Mitchell. Yeah. Thankfully, I negotiated a part-time contract with work and I literally worked through Finn and Snaps. (laughs)
1: Oh my God, you're amazing. So I
0: worked when he napped and also at night to sort of help out a little bit. But my perspective on work changed a little bit, I guess. Mm. I always wanted to be a journalist and a writer in general, but I'm happy to put that on pause while I have kids because motherhood is really important to me. So I work part-time now from home. Do you enjoy
1: working from home?
0: I do, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now that I live closer to my parents, mum takes Finnan one day a week and yeah. I, so you get that help. Yeah. So you I get, get that, right. Yeah. I get that help. So even though I don't have childcare, he is still being looked after. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right now. <laughs> 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 so. do you,
1: I know you do a lot of research and you're working now, hmm. but do you miss what it was before you had Finan?
0: I don't miss not being a mum, if that makes sense. I think that really shaped who I have become over the last couple of years and I think that's really important to talk about as well because for some mums that is all they need to be fulfilled and that's their definition of having it all. That's right. I think it's important that having it all doesn't mean just work or just motherhood, it's other ambitions too. So I also love interior design and renovating so I want to do a bit more of that and yeah. Next year I want to go back to playing sport because I haven't done that in four years now. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, there are other ambitions that women can have. So. Absolutely.
1: So I think you playing hockey, that's great. Yeah. I think that's really good and I'm excited for you for that because, yeah, yeah I definitely, I think I might, and I was speaking to Stella about this, go and do some drop-in acting classes because it's something I yeah. really used to love doing. Oh. I just loved it and I thrived in it. So, I'm going to start to do some dropping classes. Just something for me. Mm. I love this topic. I really love it. And I think <laughs> if anyone's listening, what is having it all look for you? Have we touched on it? Have we not touched on it?
0: When do we get to stop and think about what we want to do as well?
1: <laughs> you yeah, know, well, that's I feel, where I'm at.
0: Yeah, because I feel we do try and achieve it all, especially because, yeah. and there would be some dads this, but I feel it's mostly mothers that feel they have to take on the responsibility of the household the cleaning the washing as well as parenting
1: yeah I feel I definitely feel that it's more the mental load for me because Stelios is very hands-on but it's the mental load for me and I'm oh my god it's all these things that I need to remember and I need to pack three suitcases I need to get (laughs) this ready get that ready I've got Three clients today. I've got podcasts today. So many things constantly on the brain. And I feel I'm forever playing catch up. Yeah. And that's why I think the mental load is huge.
0: And I think it's almost this intuitive thing with mums to want, Mm. not want to do it. (laughs) I don't want to do the washing. (laughs) (laughs) But But, it's got to get done. But it's got to get done. (laughs) I was looking a bit into this, Jaden, for this episode about having it all and how. We as women, we do try and go back to work, but then we also still hold a lot of the responsibilities in the household, even though we're going back to work as well.
1: Yeah, I've seen the research that you've got. Can you share some? Yeah, I will. So the census
0: data has obviously just been released from 2021, and it shows Mm. that across Australia, women are 2.4 times as likely as men to do heavy amounts of unpaid chores Wow! Yeah. I actually wasn't surprised by a lot of these statistics that I found. You kind of go, yeah, I can see how it happens. But then I was looking m- more into that and sort of the household work and mm. unpaid labour. So there was this survey by the Melbourne Institute and they do it every year. And it surveys unpaid labour, which includes looking after kids in the home. And the gap mm. in unpaid work between men and women is pretty much equal in couples with no children, and then it gets bigger in homes with dependent children. So the difference between men and women in a household with young children, yeah, is quite big. That's it is massive. It is decreasing slowly. So in 2002, the gap in unpaid work was 28.8 hours between wow. men and women. So women were doing 28.8 more hours wow. of unpaid work. And in 2019, it was 20.9 hours. But, yeah, so even though so it's,
1: it's gradually decreasing. It is gradually decreasing.
0: just to hear it, that 20.9 yeah. hours more, that, that's, <laughs> n- that's not the amount of work. That's, that's how much yeah. more we do as women. Shit. So women are increasing their hours at their paid jobs, but they're yep. still keeping up a significantly bigger portion of the housework and child rearing. Wow. So even though more women are going back to work and working more, the gap Mm. between unpaid work between their husband and themselves is not decreasing at the same rate that they're increasing their their paid work at their jobs. We're
1: (laughs) superhumans.
0: What else? What else have you found? Tell me. Um, I love this. There was this one research paper as well, Jaden, that surveyed women in the UK and the US. And it found that feeling this pressure to be a perfect mum led women to experience mm. the lower work family balance, balance, life yeah. balance, which then made them have lower career ambitions and it led to burnout. So we have the, this social pressure and this that we as mums have to follow these social mor- norms of keeping up what we're doing, but still going back to work. And so we fear that we're getting judged by not doing we're not doing enough. We've got to do more. We've got to do more. But then that leads to a worse balance between your work and your family life. It was pretty definitive that mums fear getting punished socially if they fail to meet these high standards that I don't know why we've set for set them for ourselves, but we have. (laughs) But then if we return to work early then we're a bad parent and this, that and the other I think hmm. I
1: really need to reiterate, and I really need to put this out there, Mm -hmm. for the Mm mums who are listening, who really, really love being a stay-at-home mum, Yeah, you are doing an incredible job. I think the women that are at work and choosing to be happier at work than they are at home, you're doing an amazing job. I don't want to make it sound like I'm banging on about the fact that being a stay-at-home mum is not... Not not good, but
0: well, it's not there's good for nothing you. for you. It's not yeah, good it's, for you in your situation, Jaden. Whereas for me, well, that's right. I'm more of a stay-at-home right. mum than you and that works for me.
1: When you told me mm. that you had stopped work and for you it was the complete opposite, like you felt really whole, I was, oh, my God, I love that because mm. I didn't get that. I thought I would get that, but yeah. I didn't. And that's okay too. And at the same mean? time,
0: like, I look at you going back to the salon and finding fulfilment there and just loving what you do, and I'm that's fantastic because I don't think I could work as much as you do and, and still enjoy it, to be honest. Yeah, and that's right. That's how that works for me.
1: I really love this topic, and I think it's really important, and that's why I'm super excited to have Kira on because mm. she launched another business of hers a few days after giving birth. yeah, It's just wild and it's so successful. Kira Rumble is the CEO and founder of Crumbled Foods, Beauty Bites and Habitual Beauty as well as having over 350,000 followers on Instagram. She's a bit of a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. I have known her for years myself. She's also a mama to a beautiful one-year-old boy, and has shared on social media about her battles with endometriosis and her journey through IVF, which is pretty epic. Yeah. So I'm super excited to have her on to talk all things mama world and how she's kicking ass in every field. Right.
0: Well, let's bring her on.
1: <laughs> Hello. It's so exciting to see you. Yeah. I have not I know. seen you in absolutely forever. You have made quite a bit of a name for yourself since we've seen each other, and you've founded some businesses and you've got a huge social media presence. So I want to know what's the driving force behind your ambitions and what has been going on?
2: Wow, throw me into the (laughs) deep (laughs) end. It all really started in my early 20s when I was not feeling great, feeling really unwell. I got diagnosed as insulin resistant and pre-diabetic and something just Sparked inside of me knowing that the life that I was living was not the life that I was meant to be living. And I went on this journey to discover nutrition. I learned so much about myself. I then founded Crumbled Foods because I couldn't find a health food company and a health food product in the supermarket that was truly healthy and wasn't loaded with hidden sugars. And then, yeah, I went on my fertility journey. That was long and hard and horrible and filled with loss and so much sadness and now I'm on the mm. other side with my beautiful Rainbow Boy and founded another business so in between beautiful. there. Yeah, he's oh, he's just, honestly, I had a really tough day on Friday and business-wise, yeah. work-wise, and my partner and I came home and all we are talking about is I can't wait to see Hunter because no matter how bad your day is, you just have the best day when you see them. So, yeah.
1: So can I ask why your businesses were taking off though? You were also trying to start a family. Yeah. And what was that and what made you want to share the difficulties you were having on your socials?
2: It was something that I never thought in the back of my mind when I have another miscarriage or when I have a miscarriage, I'm going to start talking about it. I had two and I I had no idea really what was going on. It was very much shunned aside by my doctors. This is normal, very much dismissed. And then in 2018, I had an ectopic pregnancy and a miscarriage in one. So I had a heterotopic pregnancy. And just something instinctively just clicked and I was, I need to start documenting this because I need to talk about it because I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know anyone at the time that had really gone through this and I felt so alone and I just was. I just documented it and I was having a physical reaction and response reaction. to my tube literally about to rupture and it eventually did rupture and Sometimes it's just it was horrific and the trauma that happened especially with the medical world that I have, I, I didn't feel heard, I wasn't heard. And yeah, and after that it all happened, I was lying in this room that used to be just a spare room and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this. And I documented it and I remember my partner came down and he's like, oh, my God, what have you done? He's like, no one wants to know about this. Are you sure you really want to talk about this? And I was, like, I don't know. I, oh, I don't know. Have I done the wrong thing? And I said, just let me, give me an hour to just see, and I can always delete it. And I just sat yeah, by I'm my phone. Too. Oh, yeah, I know. And I sat by my phone with him and it was ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So many messages coming through saying this has happened to me. I'm going through this. And it was wow. just such an overwhelming experience to have so much response to it that it's such a mental load to take on people's stories. And I really wanted to hold space for people because I felt like I've done the therapy, I've done my work to sort of help me as much as I can and I could during my infertility stages. But there are so many people that don't talk about it because they don't have the right person to talk to or they feel ashamed or they don't know what's going to happen. I had six pregnancy losses in the end and we've just had another one a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And it's something that I need to document and talk about because it's mm. just such a common thing.
0: Mm. Is it also yeah. a bit of an outlet for you? Um, yeah,
2: absolutely. It's my own therapy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I feel too. And my IVF journey yeah. was two years ago, and it's about to start now again. It's such a hard topic to talk about, but I'm glad that I do.
1: You launched your business, (laughs) Habitual Beauty, six days after you had baby Hunter. Now, I know it wasn't expected because you did have Hunter early, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, what crazy person would want to launch a business six days after (laughs) giving birth? Not me. (laughs) But
0: but you did it anyway. Okay. You (laughs) did. did
1: (laughs) Yeah. What was that first time mum... You know, you've waited so long to have him. You finally have him, but then you've got your other baby as well, Habitual Beauty, and it's, fuck, how do you do it?
2: I was a high-risk pregnancy. I was on blood thinners the entire way through my pregnancy. I had a booked induction because of the blood thinners. That was meant to be two weeks after the launch, so I was going to launch the brand, take a few days off, and then have a few days off after birth. My waters broke spontaneously at 4am on the Monday and my biggest priority was to send emails, tell the team that, holy <laughs> shit, this is happening now. I need you to do this, this and this. We were still going through website changes. We had products still waiting to get delivered into the warehouse. It was absolute oh, chaos. Was nice. Hunter was born preemie, and he came out not breathing. So he was rushed to special care. It was really stressful. Yeah. Well, Saturday mm-hmm. was going to be the launch date. And then I somehow washed my hair, put sentences together, and absolutely nailed the story content that I was going to pre-film. But I did it. I had breast milk down my dressing gown. I had vomit, oh. but it <laughs> made it kind of. It. Of course, this has happened, kind of thing. Yeah, so, hundred percent. Yeah, and it was so just. Good. I have no idea how my brain actually strung a sentence together. I still can't string sentences together 13 months (laughs) postpartum. We're just about to start another IVF round and I definitely want to have a slower postpartum period. I mean, I didn't really get to enjoy it and I guess that's the nature of the beast, having your own business. I kind Mm. of just had to hit the ground running. I mean, we had so many other things going on. I mean... I just had to do what I had to do, but I'm really fortunate. I could work when he was sleeping and things like that. So kind of, we made it, we made it happen.
0: I did have a question for you, Kira. I remember seeing an Instagram post of yours from when you had the official launch and you said something along the lines of, you wanted to show women that they can do it all if they desire to. What did you mean by that at the time? And how have you tried to show that through your business and your motherhood journey?
2: I think we can all agree that women are bloody incredible. I mean, just the mental load of motherhood itself is indescribable unless you're living and breathing it. And I really wanted to- Nothing prepares you. Nothing prepares you. And I was so fixated on falling pregnant that I didn't think about being pregnant. And then I was so fixated on just getting through my pregnancy. I didn't have time to think about motherhood. And I think Mm. that was kind of the best option for me because I just sort of learnt as I went. And you can have your fingers in so many pies if you really, really want it. I mean, it's stressful having your own businesses. We're just about to open up a factory and Mm -hmm. go into an office, which is a huge financial commitment and it's stressful. Mm. It's huge. Huge. I think it's just about taking it back to my why. I want to create brands to help people. Yeah, because our whole topic for this episode, Kira, is about having it all and what it means
0: to have it all Mm -hmm. and does that mean doing it all when it comes to women and mothers especially. How do you manage Mm -hmm. any judgments or expectations that people make about you? when it comes to
2: yeah. that? Yeah, it's so funny because I've been really fortunate. I've been working from home. We've got an incredible nanny who mm-hmm. started out one day a week and then two days and then all of a sudden it was five days because I just <laughs> couldn't get the work done. And yeah. she is literally one of the most important people in my life. And it's interesting because we're now having this whole new routine of going into the office and there's just different elements of juggle and. No matter what you are, if you're a stay-at-home mum, a working mum, your child in daycare, your child has a nanny look after them or family, it is all a struggle. There's I mm. don't know any one person to say, it's so easy. Mm. And I yeah. think it's just about having that expectation. I have yeah. to deal with the intense mum guilt that I get all the time about not being there with my son and, I mean, I had to literally hand over this responsibility to another person to Mm -hmm. help raise my child. Mm -hmm. And the stay-at-home mum, you're literally at home with that whole mental load and that whole responsibility. I mean, my mum was a stay-at-home mum to all four of her kids. And it's just about, no matter what you do, it's so challenging and... I think it's just about realising whatever role you are in, it doesn't define who you are. No matter what you do, it's going to be hard, but it's also going to be so rewarding.
0: Yeah. I think through our discussions anyway with Jaden and I, we found that having it all means different things to different people. Absolutely. Mm.
2: Yeah. What fulfils me might not fulfil someone else. Well, that's That's right. right. But (laughs)
1: lastly... What does
2: having it all actually look to you? Having my heart full with my baby. Business aside, having him is Mm. my sole purpose in life. That's beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. No matter what your journey is to become a parent, it's going to have that immense love for their children. Mm. But I think just from my personal journey, it was such a dark road for me to get him for three Mm. years of so much sadness i mean i threw myself into my work because it was the only outlet that made me happy and now Mm. i've got other outlets that make me just as equally happy if not more happy
0: yeah well it's great that you've got those little pockets of happiness throughout your life you know obviously hunter is sort of a full circle moment for you but also at the same time you did have that outlet of your business while you're going through that
1: i'm so grateful to have you on Thank, Thank you, you. so yeah, much for fitting me in to your welcome schedule. Yeah. And it's so nice to see your beautiful face, oh, even no from way. afar.
0: If you want to let everyone know, let the audience know what your Instagram handle is, if for some reason they don't know who you are already <laughs> and your business.
2: Yeah, it's crumble with a K, K-R-U-M-B-L-E. <laughs> and then you can link to all my businesses if you want to. Also, all the best with your IVF journey coming up. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I know that that
0: doesn't come. We are rooting for you to have, yeah, the best outcome possible there. Best of luck with it all. Yeah. I'm sending in lots of love and hugs, my love. Thank
2: Mm.
1: you. I mean, I absolutely adore her. She's always been go, 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 go. And hearing just the love that she has for Hunter. She's got all these amazing businesses and they're Mm. really successful, but at the end of the day, she's a mum. Her world you know, is Hunter. Her, it's her baby. That's right. And she's starting another mm. IVF journey now. I loved what she said. She's talking about all these businesses that she has and how she's got a nanny and she's got Hunter. And But it doesn't matter what your circumstance is. Like, you know, it's mm. hard. Just because mm-hmm. she's got the nanny yeah. and just because it, it looks all glamorous. Just because
0: you know, I don't think she goes out there to try and make it look all glamorous. No. Because she does share her struggles with Absolutely. IVF and things like that. But we can't help sometimes but look at people and go, wow, how are they doing it all? Yeah. And it just goes to show from that interview that she doesn't think that she's doing it all. Right. She isn't necessarily doing it all. And I think you just got to pick and choose your battles sometimes, I think, with motherhood and a business and working. I really loved
1: about that, how she was, I have all these amazing businesses and that's great, but I still have mummy brain and I still have WTF
0: (laughs) moments. We have to remember as well, she's been through some pretty dark times. So for her, the light at the end of the tunnel is Hunter. That's right. And the businesses that gave her distraction during what was a really difficult time in her personal life but now her driving force is her child yeah. and this ambition to start a family as well. So it was really good to hear her perspective on what having it all means for her.
1: Yeah, no, I really mm. loved that. One thing that I think was really important that we should touch on just quickly is she mourned the the beginning of her her journey with Hunter because she was so go, go, go with mm. the business. So I love that she's reflected on that and gone, what next, bub? I'm just going to really try and take it easy so I can just really soak in those moments. I feel a lot of people could relate to that. As always, if you want to learn more about today's topic, I'll be writing about it in my blog, which you can find at mummyvillage.co or follow the link in our bio on Instagram at mummyvillagepod. And if you have a story or a topic you would love us to cover, please DM us. We'd love to connect with you. I'm Jaden, And I'm Lauren. And you've been listening to the Mummy Village podcast. Remember, we love you and it's definitely acceptable for you to go to the shop in your dressing gown if you can't be fucked getting dressed. <laughs> we'll talk
0: to you next week. Bye. Swivel